0: This is the SPM Show, episode number 241. Hey, what is going on, everybody? This is the SPM Show. My name is Bruce Irving. I am your host, as usual, here with you every week. We bring you one of these podcast episodes you're listening to right now, where we bring on a guest. Where we cover a topic to help you build a better local business, whether you're a pizzeria or a restaurant, whatever it is you're trying to accomplish locally. We're going to share some stories with you and give you some insights as to what is working today. We do that with this podcast. You can check us out on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. We are at Smart Pizza Marketing. And uh, the webinars that we do, and we're actually doing another webinar coming up here in just a few, I think actually next week. So if you're listening to this episode when it comes out live, In July, July 18th, when it comes out, the the Instagram webinar we're going to be doing is going to be hosted next week. So if you want information on that, you can either do two things. You can go to our Facebook page or shoot me a direct message, go to our Facebook page at smart pizza marketing, search the post for the webinar, type in yes, and we'll send you the details or you can direct message us there, or you can direct message us on Instagram uh, at smart pizza marketing, and we'll send you the link to register for this free webinar. It's free. We're going to share five things working right now on Instagram, maybe not five things that are working right now, but a couple changes that are coming to Instagram and how you can adjust your Instagram marketing in your local business for that. And we're going to give you a couple things, two or three things that are working right now still that you can use on your on the platform to help you get exposure for your local business. Because as you know, these things that we talk about here on the podcast, they change quickly. Some of the Facebook marketing or bots or Instagram or Twitter or email, things we've talked about in the past, maybe a year or two ago since we've been doing this show, have dramatically changed. And we want to keep you up to date. So this webinar is going to bring you up to date with the changes in Instagram and give you a little insight as what you should be doing on Instagram to actually grow and not necessarily grow your account, because I don't think that's super important, but to grow your engagement and find people who are local customers or local potential customers of yours that you can target Uh, so that's next week so go do those two things if you want to join me on that webinar and if you're listening to this in the future you can still direct message us and we'll give you the link to the next webinar that we're doing it may not be on instagram but we're always doing these free webinars for you regardless of the timing or the topic so if you're listening to this a year from now when this episode comes out still direct message us and we'll shoot you whatever uh, updated webinar we're doing this week we'll give you the link for that I'm excited for my guest today. His name is Jeff from Catchafari Pizza. We talk about what it's like from going from mobile to brick and mortar. We also share some insights as to how he's growing his business and his team, which is always a hot topic that we like to cover here on the podcast. And I think you're going to enjoy this episode as usual, 30 minutes of good, valuable information. I try to keep the... the Podcast episodes to a 30 minute maximum, depending on how the story goes. But I like to give you the action packed 30 minutes so you can listen to the podcast, take one or two tidbits away, and go use it in your restaurant. Before we get into today's episode, I have to say thank you to our sponsor. So here is the sponsor for episode number 241. Before we get into today's episode, I have to say thanks to our sponsor, Square Payroll. Listen, when I was operating our pizzerias, payroll was something that gave me a headache every single week, it was expensive. It was unorganized, and it was hard for me to manage. That's why I teamed up with Square Payroll. Here's the thing. It's only $29 per month plus $5 per W-2 employee, and it comes with so many cool features, like if you use the Square POS, it integrates all of the time cards right into the payroll service, so you don't have to do that, and it also integrates with any Square time card partner. It also takes care of all of your annual and quarterly payroll tax withholdings, payments, and filings at no extra cost. And it has fair and flexible pricing, and it grows with your business. Just $29 a month plus $5 per employee. So as you grow, it grows with you. You don't have to pay all of that right up front. Square Payroll offers benefits as well, like health insurance, 401K, workers' compensation, and pre-tax spending. And again, three months for free for Smart Pizza Marketing podcast listeners. You got to go to square.com forward slash go forward slash pizza to get three months for free only if you go to that website again that's square.com forward slash go forward slash pizza organize your payroll for an affordable price with square payroll all right and as usual if you need our help we have a couple ways we can help you our agency which we help you grow your business digitally we do all your marketing for you facebook instagram email Uh, we work with one pizzeria per zip code so we only work with and partner with one pizzeria per zip code If you need our help or you need to talk to us about if we can help you in your market, smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash zip is where you can go to get some more information on that. And if you're more of a hands-on type of operator, listen, I really think that the topics that we talk about, Instagram, Facebook, the way that you should be marketing your business in 2019 is digitally, and those digital platforms change constantly, so... If you're just listening to this podcast and trying to do it on your own, you could probably figure it out, but it's going to be hard for you to do that and run your pizzeria. So the best bet for you to is to join a group where you can kind of talk to other entrepreneurs and other business owners and myself and keep updated on a monthly basis as to what's changing so you can go take those insights and go implement them right away. There's no learning curve. You know exactly what's working and what to do, and then you just have to go do it. If that sounds like something you're interested in, go check out our mastermind group. You can find all of that over on our website or email bruce at com for some more information on that. All right, guys, let's get into today's episode. We'll see you on the other side. Hey, guys, welcome back to the podcast, Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast here. Uh, Jeff Ledford from Catch a Fire Pizza is with me. We're going to talk pizza business. I'm excited to have him join me on this episode. So, Jeff, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today.
1: Very excited to be here. Thanks for having us.
0: I always love hearing people's stories about how they got into the pizza business. So Jeff, share your story. How did you get started? And how did all this start for you?
1: You know, my first, my first uh, foray into the pizza business was actually, uh, when I was about 17, I was at a, at a chain in the local Cincinnati area and then, uh, stepped away from it to go pursue more of a, a culinary specific career. I, I, uh, went to the Midwest Culinary Institute and, uh, Pursued a, the dream of being a chef and ran a lot of fine fine dining white tablecloth restaurants, um, some really you know really nice r- nice five star places in the greater Cincinnati area. And uh, gosh, I've been in food for uh, and running running kitchens, some of those prolific kitchens for about twenty years, and then found found my way back into pizza um, about seven years ago go. So my wife and I, we just decided to, you know, we really wanted to break away from what we were doing. I'd, you know, been a chef for years, uh, whether it was in the the restaurants, I, I had just done a little stint at uh, Xavier University and was doing some running some of their food service operations there. And uh, my wife, Melissa was a school teacher. And we really wanted to do something uh, on our own, we wanted to, you know, c- cut our own path. And uh, we decided that of all things you know, that everyone could relate to, pizza, pizza was that, that uh, common ground. And we wanted to take an approach where, where we could do something really high-end that you know, the foodies could appreciate and something that everybody could understand. So we didn't alienate any markets and, uh, and we wanted to really capture everybody. So I mean, pizza is decided- like a
0: universal language, isn't it? Like that's the one meal in my house where we can say, what are we gonna have for dinner? And you say pizza exactly. and everybody agrees.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we, we
1: had decided as we wanted to, you know, get out and do something on our own. Um, we were going to open up a food truck and we were going to quit our jobs and, you know, throw caution to the wind and, and, uh, see what happened. And, and when it came right down to it, um, you know, I had been, Playing around with uh, some wood-fired ovens and some uh, some of those that style of cooking and that that rudimentary style of cooking and and uh, all the wood-fired uh, things that were you know kind of hot so to speak at the time uh, really just caught our piqued our interest and as a chef you know of all the different apparatus I've cooked on over the years whether it's saute ranges broilers grills um, you know tandoors walks you name it uh, those wood-fired ovens are probably the coolest and most well-rounded well, well, well rounded pieces of equipment that are in the kitchen. And, you know, we found that we could just really do anything in there. So we thought that would set us apart from the rest of the market. And, uh, you know, especially at the market around the greater Cincinnati area and, and we'd try to do something a little bit different.
0: What year was that? And, uh, what so, year was that when you were experimenting? Uh, so with that was, so we were, we were talking about
1: that in 2012. And uh, so we, uh, we actually, our food truck our wood-fired pizza food truck uh, actually hit the streets of Cincinnati in uh, February of 2013. So that's okay. that's where we where we got our start on the road.
0: Wow. So that like so the wood-fired like everybody's kind of uh, familiar with wood-fired now. It's pretty popular, but 2013 was still kind of the beginning stages of that.
1: Well, and in the Midwest, you know, we're we seem to be uh, you know at a different pace in some of the trends than than uh, the East Coast and the West Coast. Um, usually things hit us a little bit, a little bit later. Um, so yeah, there wasn't a whole, whole lot of that going on and and there was certainly nobody had put any in the back of a food truck. That's for sure. Not around here anyways. <laughs>
0: right. So what, so yeah. th- now do you own a brick and mortar now? I'm, 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 I'm assuming, right?
1: So, so, uh, after, after about two years we made, a, a. so we're, you know, big in the food and beverage scene. Uh, we made some great friends with uh, a brewery that actually opened up around here uh, within within weeks of when we opened up our food truck, uh, so we started you know we started taking our truck all over the city and and, and uh, found our way in with with uh, the guys at Mad Tree Brewing Company and really just developed a, a great rapport with the owners. Uh, the clientele there was great. Everybody kind of understood our concept, understood what we what we were trying to do, and uh, so we ended up opening up a small cafe. A inside of uh, the original Mad Tree Brewing location in 2015. So it's February of 2015. So two years later, we opened up inside of there. And then uh, in February of 2017, we all picked up and, and moved down the street. And uh, both Mad Tree and us, we opened up a large, uh, gosh, I wish I knew how many square feet it is, a pretty, pretty significant sized facility where they're brewing uh, a ton of amazing beer. And we are slinging a
0: lot of wood-fired pizzas. Now, so that's great. That's is that like a sit-down restaurant, or is it is it takeout? So, it take so
1: it's a, more of a cafe style. So so you uh, we operate independently from the brewery. So you come up to our counter, you order, we take your phone number, and then we shoot you a text message just a few minutes later when the order's ready, and you come right back up to the counter and pick it up.
0: Oh, perfect. So that's it's much easier than yeah, having yeah. Way staff and all that stuff to go along with it. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: It's a little, a little more casual. So in, uh, with any luck in about six months, we've already purchased a property and we're looking to open up our own, our first standalone operation. Um, like I said, hopefully about, hopefully about six months, we're looking to start construction in just a matter of weeks. And uh, so we're looking at taking a little bit different approach to it, more of a service, uh, service forward approach and, uh, you know, slow it down a little bit and, and, uh, try something a little bit different. So that's, that's what's next that's for us.
0: Great. So let's go back to the beginning stages yeah. for you. So you were, yeah. Going, you started with a mobile wood-fired oven. Like, how did you get jobs, and how did that grow? Wow. So uh, I tell you, the first first year was was
1: definitely a, a learning experience, and you know, and it changed and it morphed. Um, it took us a while to really, you know, it took us even even with all my experience in, in the industry and in the food service industry and with pizza and everything else. Um, it took us a little while to, to really figure. out things out there's a lot of anomalies when you're on the road um whether it's you know when you're looking at your dough and you're thinking about temperature and humidity and uh you know all these things you've got this mobile kitchen that's that's cruising around the city for you so there's a lot of a lot of factors involved there as far as booking gigs you know we really just uh went grassroots and and called people and we tried to figure out the kind of places that we wanted to be and where we wanted to spend our time and who you know who we thought should eat our food and uh, those are the people we went after, and and uh, you know, it wasn't it wasn't too long before you know we started we, we were able to make less of those phone calls out and finding people, and we were getting more of the phone calls coming in and people finding us. So you know, and and uh, by year, uh, well, in the first year we were taking anything that came in front of us, and <laughs> right. and by year two we were getting a little more choosy and and figuring things out. And you know, there's some there's a a million different. Routes you can go, and uh, and some some of those gigs are better than others, and, and you figure that out, out. And we've done you know all kinds, everything, and everything from uh, you know catering weddings to uh, a lot of office lunches. Uh, we served at quite a few breweries, a couple wineries. Uh, we've made we made it all over the city, so it was you know from mark from a marketing standpoint, I can't think of a better way. To you know, to drive the brand home than putting that billboard on the side of your truck and driving it around, smelling like a wood fire, and uh, you know, every everybody's interested. We had a pretty, we got a pretty eye catching truck. Uh, looks like it's you know, literally catching on fire in the front, so uh, it's we're hard to miss. It's a twenty six foot truck, so uh, I, I think you know we raised raised a lot of eyes and and uh, people really started to take notice. But but I think really what what they noticed was the care and the craft that we put into the food and what we were, you know, what we were really producing in there. It's one thing, one thing to put the show on and uh, to put on a pretty face, but we're, we're really, uh, you know, doing things the right way, um, you know, making all of our own ordering the right ingredients, fresh ingredients um, from the, from the very beginning and uh, you know, the right techniques and doing it, doing it the way you're supposed to do it.
0: Yeah. I always tell people who listen to the podcast, like, because they always ask a lot of marketing questions and and if they're starting their business how do you get exposure and I'm like listen you got to make sure that your product is good first and your service is good because marketing yeah. marketing just exposes that good or bad right if you have bad service that's, that's
1: a fact they're going to they'll figure it out
0: <laughs> exactly it out. either whether it's good or bad the marketing is just going to make that more exposed so going back to the beginning of you making sure that you have good quality products and a good pizza like where did you learn how to make pizza? Was it trial and error or I know you were classically trained in in cooking, but that doesn't necessarily translate to dough. Sometimes it's a different animal.
1: You know, it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, the dough, I think the dough was probably, you know, the hardest thing for us to really wrap our heads around as far as how we manage it, especially, you know, like I said, so we were using that food truck as our commissary kitchen and we were operating in, you know, in all four seasons of the year. So Doing everything on the truck and trying to manage, you know, this, this, uh, each one of these little dough ball has its own personality and its own little, you know, life. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so trying to, trying to really, uh, figure that out was, was, was challenging. So, I, you know, we, we hit some, we did some pretty basic approaches, um, from a dough standpoint and then kind of tried to figure out, we knew, um, we knew that the, that Napolitana style was, you know, that, that's kind of what inspired us and, and, you know, the whole wood fired, uh, the wood fired pizza. That's, you know, that's where it comes back to That's where, you know, the, back to the basics, but at the same time, we're in the Midwest, as I mentioned before. So we're, so we're, we had to formulate something that could stand up to, the amount of meat and cheese that our guests wanted you know to eat on the pizza they didn't want uh you know sparsely topped um you know with tomatoes and this and that here and there they want meat and cheese and so tried trying to find something that would uh that would hold up to those heavier ingredients and those heavier toppings and still you know be light and delicate enough you know to eat with some fresh mozzarella and uh and and fresh basil and you know so so finding that balance was was pretty challenging so it was trial and error and uh I I really think even even when we got into our first brick and mortar, it took us another, gosh, another six months or more before we really figured out like, okay, well, this place is is consistent, but it's still consistently different than what we were used (laughs) to. So, so yeah, just trying it out. And uh, we we incorporated, uh, I guess, within about the first year, we incorporated like a a pat ferment method into our dough. So we started – you know, turn it over old dough into new dough, um, in small increments to really kind of develop the flavor. And, uh, and so it, it's kind of developed its own, its own character and, and life of its own, I guess, as you could say. That's awesome.
0: Have, has people in that area, have the people in that area, uh, like been educated now as to what a lighter oven, uh, wood-fired oven pizza is like, or, cause I know like in the Midwest, the the top like the chains that we all think about you know Domino's Papa John's Pizza Hut they're all kind of really prevalent in the Midwest right that's like where their stronghold is so that's where the people know them and a wood fired pizza like you said a Neapolitan style is completely different it's completely different it really is like really you, was is. there an education process there as to what you guys I were mean
1: I, to I do? feel like there's always an education process and not not that you know our our consumers they're they're the one that's you know essentially they're buying. And in the ingredients for us. Right. And we're, and we're putting it together for them. So, um, you know, we always kind of try and talk openly about what we're doing, and how we're doing it and why it's different and why it's special and why, you know, and why we think this is the best way, um, how to cook a pizza or how, to, you know, or this is what we think the best ingredients are. So, you know, you, you play to your market and, uh, and try and, drop as much knowledge on them as you can. And, and, uh, you know, and and I think over the years, especially people have really kind of come to realize that, that, well, well, Hey, maybe these guys do know what they're doing. And, and, uh, (laughs) I think, you know, the, the amount of volume that we, that we, uh, do and, you know, and that we, the amount of pizzas that we put out there and and the positive press and reviews that we get, I think uh, people are paying attention and, and, uh, you know, they recognize that, that, uh, we legit, you know.
0: Yeah, I'm scrolling through your Instagram feed as you're talking about your pizza, and I'm I'm looking at all these pizza photos that you have on there, and your pizza really does look amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I feel like, and, and you know, it's one thing for it to look amazing. I, I really feel like we talk about how how our food eats a lot, and you know the the mouth feel, the chew, and you know, and just the flavors that are incorporated, and and how we how we put together each pizza, and why, you know. You know when we're selling ten thousand pizzas in a month and trying to make sure that every single one is like its own little piece of artwork, because people are going to eat it a bite at a time, and, they're, and they need to understand that uh, you know both both my pizziolis and and, uh, and the people that are eating you know need to understand that it's that it is like a you know a little piece of art for us, and and, uh, and it's supposed to taste just as good as it looks.
0: Right, because Instagram is a funny app; like it can make really bad pizzas still look pretty good. Yeah,
1: yeah, it can, and likewise, it can make really good pizza look kind of bad too. Uh, depending <laughs> on true. who's taking the picture. Thankfully, <laughs> our our uh, marketing director does a does a really good job with that. And uh, and long gone are the days that I'm taking pictures and trying to come up with cute little uh, Instagram and and Twitter quotes. That's uh, <laughs> that's
0: not my game. So. Right, stay in your lane. Right, you're the you're the chef. You know, exactly. you don't know good food. That's great. So now that you're, you're growing, people are more familiar. I feel like it's, you know, I get a lot of messages on Instagram, speaking of Instagram or on Facebook about people wanting to get started. Like, what do you think that knowing what you know now and how you've grown over the years, what do you, what would you have done differently? If anything in the beginning, when you were first starting out,
1: boy, that that's a great question. I, you know, I feel like as, as wild and crazy as the move was of us, you know, uh, quitting our jobs and, you know, we've got two mortgages and two children and, and, uh, trying to figure it all out. I feel like everything that we've done has been very calculated. Um, I mean, even so we're, we're actually, we just put our food truck up for sale. It, it just does with, with where we're going, it doesn't work with our model. We have a, we have a food trailer that we operate now that, that kind of fills that, that mobile void for us. Um, but you know, even, even just being in there the other day and kind of looking around and, uh, I, we we've modified things over the years, but in a lot of ways, I, I think I really wouldn't change much there. That truck is, uh, is pretty lean, mean, and efficient. And, and I think, I think when it all comes down to it, you just kind of got to figure it out. And we, there weren't really a lot of resource. Hmm. Uh, it wasn't a whole lot of resource for us when we started and and we specifically, shied away from asking for help, um, whether, whether good or bad. Yeah. Um, uh, we really wanted to be able to figure it out on our own and, uh, and, and didn't want a whole lot of help. So, you know, we researched and I, I say not, uh, naively, but you know, cause there's a, a wealth of information on the internet and everywhere else. Uh, so you can, you can find it, um, without people spoon feeding it to you. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, we did our homework and we and we just kind of tried to figure it out and I think that that really worked for us <laughs> I can't say it would work for everybody um, but you know I think if you do your homework and you're paying attention to what's going on and and uh, if you got if you got a good head on your shoulders you might be able to figure it out
0: <laughs> yeah I listen one of the taglines that I use for the show is everything is figure outable <laughs> It's because and I, I'm exact I'm 100 with you I really think that there is nothing you can't figure out no matter as long as you're willing to put in the time in the work you can figure it out you know there there's a ton yeah. of resources now especially in 2019 like when you started yeah. in 2012 there was no i don't even know if instagram was around back then or facebook was.
1: Oh, yeah, I, I know i wasn't on it <laughs> yeah
0: me either so it, it, it's there's way more information available today in resources for you to be able to figure things out than there was way back then and i feel like it, i'm saying way back then like it was a hundred years ago it was like eight years ago
1: yeah it really wasn't that long ago right you know, we all but that's something that we always uh we we talk about uh, kaizen a lot and it's all this old uh philosophy of you know of just minor improvements every day and kind of approaching each day um and figuring out like how we can be just a little bit better than we were yesterday and and we kind of we talk about that approach a lot because it's, it's really easy to rest on your laurels and and uh and to stop moving and stop progressing so you know we talk about how we can how we can figure out, you know, what did we do? What did we do yesterday that maybe we would do differently today? Or, you know, just it's that steady, constant improvement that uh that I think that's that's helped carry us. And you know, that's as we're looking at growing and uh, and expanding and everything else, that's that's what's gonna carry us there is is uh, you know, because there's a lot of there's a lot of things that we do and we practice today that is completely different than when we started uh, six years ago for good
0: reason. Yeah. <laughs> right. So any of those you can't talk about? Oh
1: gosh <laughs> um, I, I don't think any of your listeners want to hear any of the boring stories about uh, you know how we how we've uh, you know managed the hydration of our dough differently to you know to humidity levels and everything else I, I think it's just about about approaching it daily um, with, with a little something different and trying to be creative I mean we do we're as, as a chef you know we're we try and get adventurous and uh, and keep our, our staff engaged and uh, and do stuff that, you know, we're still trying, we're still trying new things now. Um, and we, you know, we're doing features and, and new exciting stuff on a regular basis and, you know, and stuff that gets me really excited, stuff that gets Melissa excited, um, and our staff and, and most importantly, the people that are coming to buy these pizzas, you know, yeah. the, the things that they want to try and that uh, might be different today than yesterday. And, uh, right.
0: and I'm sure it'll be different tomorrow. How, let me ask you a question on something you just touched on. How do you keep yourself? I don't want to say motivated, but you know, Maybe it is motivated. How do you keep yourself motivated every day? I feel like when we're in the restaurant space, every day is like groundhog day, right? Like you feel like Monday's Monday, Tuesday's <laughs> it Tuesday. It can be. How do you how do you stay motivated to move forward and like what excites you to keep you moving forward?
1: You know, we we try and pay a lot of attention, pay a lot of attention to what's going on in the market around us. Um not that we not that we get an opportunity to, but we try and pay attention to, you know, just whether it's trends in the area or or more importantly, trends that aren't in our area yet. Right. Um and, and kind of see what's going on uh, beyond, just beyond the horizon. So we can, you know, and that's, that's usually what will spark, Hey, this is a great idea for, for this pizza concept or, um, or maybe this, you know, our, our new dining room would look great if we, you know, added this feature in it. Uh, so it's, you know, we, we look for a lot of outside inspiration and in it, whether it's from other restaurants or, uh, or just, you know, the kind of spaces and places that we want to, uh, want to mimic or, or, you know, kind of embrace.
0: Yeah. I think that's good. Do you, do you eat Whether out a lot or do you, do you, do you not eat out because you, I mean,
1: I, I don't, I don't, th- we really, we really don't. Um, but I thoroughly appreciate when we're able to, um, we, we just get, you know, we just got back from California uh, a week or so ago and, you know, it was 95% of it was, you know, market research and just checking out, a different scene and seeing what's going on, you know, seeing what other people are doing and uh, and yeah, just looking for that inspiration. And, you know, it was, it was California a couple of weeks ago and, you know, you're uh, weeks before that, it might've been somewhere else. It might've been something where, you know, we're, we're always talking about food um, in our restaurant and um, amongst our managers. And uh, you know, so somebody will usually, uh, bring something up that's you know that, that maybe they weren't super excited about it, but all it takes is one word, and wow, boom! Next thing you know, um, you know, three other people are talking about, it. and then we then we have to figure out how we can incorporate it, and does it make sense with our model and and our brand?
0: Right. Where did you go in California?
1: Oh, geez, uh, we we uh, flew into L.A. and then basically hit up Pacific Coast Highway um, all the way up to Monterey, oh, and wow. uh, with, with plenty of stops in between and uh so last last year we did a similar trip um except we went we flew into san francisco there's i i hear there's some good pizza in san francisco you know <laughs> <So>
0: we, <laughs> i think we, there uh, is yeah
1: so we you know so we did napa and sonoma and uh and so last time and came down towards uh you know the big sur area so this year we we started a little farther south and went up and and uh, inland uh Paso robles and uh in Santa Barbara and uh you know there's a lot of a lot of wonderful stuff going on out there uh, um you know whether it's with the food food wine um and there's just uh, pizza galore and you know there's a, every, everywhere you look somebody's doing something a little bit different so. there is
0: right like i feel like i don't know if it's i don't know if it's because of the internet but wow there's a lot of good pizza everywhere it seems to be nowadays Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and so all, all the more reason, you know, for us to stay relevant and want to stay, um, you know, and want to, and want to change and want to, you know, continue to grow and to get better. And, you know, as opposed to doing the same thing, um, like you, like you mentioned groundhog day. before.
0: (laughs) That is true. I know that for a fact because it felt like groundhog day for me all the time. What, so where, where, where was the, like, if you had to go out for pizza at one place, whether it be, you know, anywhere you can have visited anywhere or in your area, where would that be other than your place? Oh, obviously. Boy, that's,
1: um, yeah, that's, that'd be my top choice. Um, <laughs> you know, ah, that, that's a great question. We've, I, I feel like we've found I, I, anytime we go out to dinner, you know, it's easy. It's easy to, to pick apart what you don't like about places. Uh, I think it's more fun to go and, and talk about what you do like. So, you know, I like just trying new places. I I think that's the most inspirational for me is, you know, instead of going to the same place over and over again. um, And, you know, there's, there's definitely some, some places that the fam hits around here um, that may or may not be in the upper echelon of, of uh, you know, the pizza regime. But, but uh, I, you know, we like just trying, there's, there's always so much going on and so much changing and new places popping up and, you know, it, maybe some new places folding, folding up too. Uh, so we're always trying to just check out some new places that we haven't tried before.
0: Yeah. Listen, I, there's a Greek pizzeria near me. I love, like, I'll go there every once in a while. And I mean, I listen, I've eaten some good pizza at some great places, but sometimes you just need, are you familiar with what Greek pizza is?
1: Uh, yeah, we, I, I really, ethnic cuisine is really um, appealing. And I think, you know, a lot of, we miss a lot of that uh, as a, as a culture just because we get into our own grooves and people, People do the same thing, and they have their own vision of what pizza should be, and and there's all kinds of different uh, takes on on what we would consider pizza. You know, it's it's yeah. some some for, version of of bread, whether leavened or unleavened, and uh, <laughs> exactly, and, and then sauce and and who knows what else. Yeah. On
0: that. But it's it it would by no means win any awards. That's what I mean by it. And it, but it's like you know what? Sometimes it's the neighborhood pizza you grew up on. It you, you're familiar, it's familiar to you, and it's like it's not the best award winning pizza you're ever gonna have, but it's like comforting.
1: That, yeah. Oh, that's, well, I mean, I think, I think there's, you know, something to be, it's, it's all comfort food, all this, all this pizza stuff, no matter what direction you go with it. It's uh warm, leaves you warm and
0: fuzzy. <laughs> so let's, let's move on real quick. Let me talk about staff. So you've gone from a, a mobile unit, which is probably only a couple people working in there to, you know, having a cafe, which probably needs at least a dozen people to work there. Like, how do you manage that?
1: Oh gosh, we're so we we went from that uh, that twenty six foot food truck to a uh, gosh it was wasn't much longer wasn't much bigger than a uh, three hundred and fifty square foot closet that <laughs> that we were in in our first kitchen and then we've got about an eighteen hundred almost two thousand square foot of kitchen space where we're at now. Um, we went from Melissa and I on the first couple runs of our truck to uh, we're we're at about fifty people now wow. between you know full time part time catering staff and everything else um and that the human resources piece has been uh, consistently some of the most challenging points to uh run on our run on our operation and and you know in in the vision that we're trying to to run it in so that i i can't i can't emphasize how challenging that's been but it's also been the you know some of the most fulfilling and the most rewarding uh so so being able to to start from a small truck and you know and now Employ that many people. We uh, we just in, incorporated um, a health a healthcare plan. We're doing four hundred one k. You know, p- uh, paid time off. I feel like we're trying to really uh, embody a culture, and and that's really what, a, a lot of what it's about is is putting this culture together. That's that kind of lives in the the same vision of breath that that Melissa and I wanted to create.
0: Yeah, it's like I, the employee, the hiring and training. It, is literally the number one question that I get asked, even though this is like a, I mean, it's, it's not technically a marketing podcast. It's called Smart Pizza Marketing, but we talk about the stories of business and that's the number one question I get asked. That seems to be the the thing that people are having the most trouble with lately.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and I think, so it's taken us a long time to, and, and, you know, it could change tomorrow, but I, I feel like it's taken us a long time to be in a comfortable space with, um, you know, with our staff and who we've got, and we've got a great core team. And, and when it comes down to it, like we, we try and take care of the team. Um, the team takes care of us there. We've got some great individuals. Some of us, have, you know, some of, there's, uh, there's a couple of them that have been with us for, you know, four, five, six years. So, and, uh, and, and, you know, we're still, we're getting ready to go through a nice little growth spurt that could potentially double that number. So, you know, we just, we just keep preaching about our culture and who we are and who we want to be. And we've kind of, you know, that's been a big piece in, you know, we didn't have to talk about when it was just Melissa and I on the truck and, and one or two other people um, it was real easy to figure out, you know, who we are and what we were trying to do. So, so as you're continuing to grow and there's more people than I can, than I can, you know, put my eyes and hands on every day, you have to figure out a way on how you can, how you can get your, you know, your same vision out. So, so the new guy who's just, you know, who's just walking in can, can figure out like, Oh, this is how you want it. To, this is who you are. This is how you're trying to put it together. And, and why right. <laughs> most importantly, it's like, why, why do we, you know, we, we have a, a hundred tiny little intricacies that we, you know, that we practice um, just when we're making one pizza and, you know, so explaining the training and the why um, is always really challenging, but it, we kind of, we've rotated our, uh, our whole belief system on, on like a, what we call like a pizza principles and, and it's positivity, um, which I can't say enough about It's That's how we're trying to live and breathe, um, integrity technique, you know, how we're handling the food. It's, uh, you know, how, how we're handling the food and why we're handling in a certain way is obviously going to take us there. Uh, the passion behind it, um, the unity in the team experience and then and then the experience altogether from uh from a customer standpoint too you know what kind of experience are we creating whether it was from the truck or from the cafe so those are the those are the six things that we really kind of focus on and we've got in you know, our mission statement that kind of wraps all that up together and uh and that's that's what we talk about and that's who you know I, we feel like that that can guide a lot of our decisions whether it's with hiring or retention and uh you know not that that's all the answers in the world, but I think we can sum up a lot with those with those six things.
0: Yeah, I love that because I think a lot of people don't have those six things written down. Maybe they have them in their head, but they don't have them written down where other people can read them and understand them. And that's yeah. A problem that they end up having is like nobody really knows why they're doing it for what reason.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And there's just and a whole lot of
0: confusion going on. And then they end up yeah, not being able to find the right team.
1: Yeah. Yes, I, but that's been, uh,
0: that's, they're, you know, they're, they're why we're successful.
1: That, that's, they're why I'm sitting here talking to you today. And, you know, somebody else has, has uh, made our dough, made all of our sauces and shredded cheeses and done everything else to put, and putting our pizzas
0: together right now. You know, (laughs) that's amazing. So, where can people go check you out online if they want to go say hello or see what you're up to?
1: Uh, So, that would be, uh, www.catchafirepizza.com that's all one word c-a-t-c-h-a-f-i-r-e-p-i-z-z-a.com so uh, we're all over instagram facebook twitter all that all that fun stuff we're out there um you know hopefully you get a good look at what we're what we're trying to do yeah go check so, out their uh, instagram account too, because to you
0: to got to some good looking pizzas on
1: there you can see that food truck you were talking about as well just trying to represent the uh the cincinnati cincinnati market and uh uh, Mad Tree Brewing Company and uh, what they're doing, and and uh, so we've got we've got a great little destination. So anytime any of your uh, listeners are cruising through the Midwest, uh, we're we're worth a stop.
0: We do have a lot of folks in Ohio that listen to the podcast, so I'm sure you'll get some inquiries after this podcast comes out. Great, great, and uh, we will link up all that in the show notes for this episode as well. If you're listening to this while you're at the work or at the gym or driving. Uh, Go to smartpizzamarketing.com. We'll link up the website, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, so you can go check them out with just one click over at the website. Uh, Jeff, good stuff, man. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you for having us. Uh, it's, uh, It's our pleasure. All right. Well, thank you to Jeff for joining me on the podcast. Great insights. I hope you got some valuable information from Jeff. Listen, if you have a guest or a topic that you want us to cover, we want to hear from you. We're putting on 250 episodes with all the ones we've already recorded ready to be released and we want to put out great episodes for you in the future. There's a ton of people we want to talk to. There's a ton of topics that we need to cover, but we want to cover the people and the topics that you want to hear about. So If you have information or a guest or a topic that you want us to cover, maybe we can do it for you. Bruce at smartpizzamarketing.com is my email. Shoot me a message. Say, hey, Bruce, I love the podcast, or maybe you hate the podcast, and you want to uh, change it a little bit. You want us to change the topics that we talk about, or you want us to get different guests, whatever it is, love, hate, whatever. We want to hear from you. So email me, bruce at smartpizzamarketing.com, and let me know what you want to hear on the podcast. And thanks to our second sponsor of the show today, Shark. Listen, you've probably all heard of Mailshark. Uh, if you're in the pizza business, it's definitely one of the top direct mail companies out there that services pizza operators and the cool thing that I like about Mailshark is you can come up with a program and you can pay for it over the extent of the program. So you don't have to come up with all of that money all at once. Mailshark knows that local businesses cash flow is an issue so they let you come up with a program that fits your needs and they can help you customize that with the different direct mail packages that they have, but they also let you pay for it over time so you don't have to pay for it all up front because sometimes And not sometimes, but lately, mailings can be pretty expensive. So MailShark is definitely the company you want to turn to for all of your direct mail marketing needs. MailShark.com. No, TheMailShark.com forward slash SPM. Make sure you you go to that link right there. TheMailShark.com forward slash SPM. And if you do contact MailShark, let them know you heard about them or you heard them on the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast right here. All right, I always like to end the show with a little nugget, and uh, the, my little nugget today is, maybe I yeah, don't always end the show with a little nugget, but I should, but my little nugget today is, I've talked to a lot of conferences lately, I've talked to a lot of people lately, and inside of our mastermind group, and there's something that stops everybody from doing the thing that they need to do, and it's fear. Fear of what other people, or what you perceive as other people's thoughts about whatever it is that one thing that you're doing. That post on Facebook, that video on Instagram, that IGTV video, uh, the cameras in your restaurant, the photo of your food, the customer that you want to show, the employee that doesn't want to be on camera, all of those things prevent people from over, from not doing the thing that they know they, they need to do. And here's my advice. You got to just do it. Just like the Nike commercial says, just do it. It's a great logo. It's a great uh, phrase to live by. Just do it. Listen, there is going to be a no there's going to be no perfect time for you to do that video. Nobody is ever going to want to be on camera in your restaurant if you ask them ahead of time. You have to just do it. The last podcast we did with John about from Zeronis about Facebook video was all about like listen, you have to just start. You're going to be awkward at first, you're going to stink at first. Whatever it is, you do first, you're going to look back a year from now and be like, "Why didn't I do that much earlier?" I was overthinking it. I was thinking of all the negatives, and I wasn't thinking about any of the positives that can come from me actually taking action and doing that thing. So whatever it is in your business or your life that you're thinking about doing, my one piece of advice to you is do it today. Today, right now. Put put the headphones down, put your phone down, and go take the first step of whatever it is you're starting and go do it right now. And if you do do that, let me know. You can email me, Bruce, You can direct message me at the Bruce Irving on Instagram or at Smart Marketing on Instagram. And let me know what it is and see if I can help you and push you in the right direction. Because I started this podcast back in 2015. And if you go back and listen to episode number one, it's awful. But I thought about it for a full year before we started the podcast. I was thinking about producing this podcast you're listening to right now a full year before I actually recorded our episode. And thank God now in 2019, looking back, that I actually started when I did and I didn't just dwell on it forever. So that's my piece of advice. Take that for what it's worth and let me know what your results are. All right, that's gonna do it for me. I appreciate you listening to the podcast. If you can give me a review on iTunes, that would be fantastic. If you can't, that's fine too. Uh, But I appreciate you listening to the podcast. I hope you got something out of this here episode and I'll see you on the next one.